Welcome to Goalie Locks in the Three Beers. You're now entering the locker room. So let's koozie up and let's cheer some unsung beer league heroes. Today we have the Minnesota Sentinels hockey program. Uh, Michael Omerada for the Minnesota Sentinels hockey program. And are you drinking any beverages tonight? Um, in honor of the Wolfpack's uh, original interview, I do have a White Claw with me. But usually <laughs> if, I, right. <laughs> if I have a choice in the matter, depending on local or if I'm at the rink, the rink, I'll go with Coors. Like I'm very simple at the rink. I don't want proofy crap. But like Surly Hell is my kind of go-to beer of choice. I'm <laughs> all about Coors after a game or PBR, the cheap stuff. <laughs> Um, so I like to keep it local to where my, my teammates, I should say are. So in order, in honor of you guys, I got a summit, uh, beer it's summit brewing. And then I did the 21, which has from what it says is 21 brewers came together with 21 different things. It's fantastic. It's an IPA. I'm really into the IPAs of it all. If you, whatever you want to call it, um, Percentage is a 7%, which isn't too crazy. So, I mean, it's definitely a heavier hitter than, you know, a Coors, but I think it's fantastic. And I love that you guys have so many brews so close oh, to you. It's gotten almost out of control. To <laughs> I remember there were two or three when I was younger and now every corner seems to have someone putting out something with different fruits and God only knows what else. <laughs> I like the simple things and like, if you give me a nice beer out in the parking lot, I'll take it, but I will <laughs> PBR Coors Light. Those are the easiest go-tos that I'm not going to be disappointed in. I don't think anybody is, but you know, you never know. <laughs> there are a select few uh, wolf pack that like, you know, white claws. So I, I, I will gotta... not say anything bad about white claws, but <laughs> team will never see me in person drinking one may see this but i kind of keep what we drink kind of so it's manly-ish and not the as it's been deemed a lady's drink but it does the job so since it is called goalie locks and the three beers we're obviously going to go over the three beers um what is your favorite now if i had to choose one probably surly hell it's one of the local ones from here. That's an, I want to say it's an IPA, but it, I found it just random. Like they sell them only in four packs when I find them, but all our little local liquor stores have it. And I, something about it is not too flourish and it's taste Coors Lightish, but it's better. I mean, but, the name itself would have sold me. <laughs> that's what, like, I first saw it and just it looked different than the rest of the cans and like, I'll give it a shot. Can't be that bad. And like, that's my, if I'm going to actually sit down and have an enjoyable drink, that's the one I will go for. And then you kind of already touched on it, but what is your least favorite? Uh, hams. We, we had, there was a bad experience in a parking lot during the summer that the guy took the cooler to work with them. Didn't put a whole lot of ice in there and come the nine o'clock game that night. The hams was warm and hams by itself. Cold is bad. Warm hams is even worse. Especially if it's already been chilled and then warm. That sounds 
even worse. <laughs> yeah. Then he has never lived it down from any of the teams. And like, it's known across all the divisions that play and like just the legend of the warm hams on a summer is just, it, it stays around that it gets brought up every season. Ugh. Is he called ham now? <laughs> Not that I know of, but okay. he changed what city he plays in. So it could still be going around with him, but like, <laughs> it's kind of the locker room legend of the worst beer experience. And then you kind of went over this too, but um, I always do it. Your favorite post-game beer. I will Coors Light anytime. Like that's, if I'm asked to bring beer, that's what I'm bringing. And like, I, for all the guys that like, they love their beer gurus and all that weird brood in someone's garage <laughs> that they like to drink. That's great for them. If I'm bringing it's, you know, PBR or Coors Light, because they will not disappoint those that are not that snobby about beer. Do you do a Bud Light or is that? If it's available, <laughs> but now that I'm back in Minnesota, like Coors Light is kind of the go-to. Do you touch the Miller Lights? <laughs> I won't say no to it. Okay. Like if it's the, there, if that's the two for one at the bar that night, that's what I'll drink. Like whatever, if whoever you have on for happy hour and they're two for one, I'm not going to say no to Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. It's just whatever's cheapest at the time. I, I like to be a little frugal when it comes to drinking if I can. Do you guys frequent local breweries or do you, should I say? <laughs> um, every once in a while we do, but usually like we'll, I'll go with other events that are going on at some of the breweries and do that. But I don't know, something about the brewery crowd, like just the beer snobs. I love them. They make phenomenal beers at times, but they take it so seriously. And it's just, it's beer. Like, you know, 10 years ago, Coors Light was, you know, a crown jewel of beer. And now it's, you know, four different names in the one beer made by six guys that went up a mountain and shook a certain tree to get a leaf. And it just, it gets a little out of control. <laughs> I... I definitely do feel like there is a beer science that's taken off that is taken to a whole new level. And it's just like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I just, is it good? <laughs> I don't really care about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's perfectly at this consistency and at this temperature at all times. And it's just like, but is it any good? <laughs> yeah. You know, if I can, the mountains are blue. I'm good to go. That's, I don't, you know, I don't need the science behind it. <laughs> it's beer. I'm tired. Just played an hour of hockey or hour and a half, whatever it may be. Just something cold. Definitely. Could not agree more. Um, so obviously the reason we're here in the locker room is to talk hockey. So what got you into hockey? I grew up in Minnesota. Like it was a rite of passage from when, you can almost walk. It seemed, or at least in my generation, it was. But I played 20 years up to high school and then stopped. And just, I loved it. I loved playing outdoors in the absolute freezing cold, playing indoors. And just, there's something about it that was, for me, peaceful. And then I got out and stopped playing for almost 15, 20 years and got the opportunity to come back to it. And, and like, I re fell in love with the game itself. 
like there's just something as being the able like you know i carry all my own crap i don't get paid to play but i get to act like i you know could go and be the e-bug for somebody and just they happen to see me because they're there for something else they go he just had a hell of a game you never know i like the dream that it can still happen but yeah. i know it won't I mean, the more the e-bugs keep coming up, the more it seems like it could be a reality for some of us. <laughs> Maybe like not would, my miniature self, but like for some of us. <laughs> like I always think it'd be just cool to get that call to just do it for a day and just see what it's kind of like. And But I couldn't imagine going, yeah, there's 30,000 people out there. You can sit on the bench and I'd be scared shitless, let alone you actually get asked to go and play. I've played in front of 20 people. That's probably, you know, top at most of the events or games we play is 10, 15. Now you're going to give me 30,000 and expect me to not notice. (laughs) Do you feel like Minnesota, I mean, from everything I've never actually been, so let's clarify that. But from what everybody says and from all we know about the hockey community is that it's pretty much like the Canada of the United States where it's just like, you guys come out with skates on, like <laughs> there's so many frozen ponds. And if you don't skate, it's kind of like, and if you don't know hockey, it's like, you're completely, what are you doing in Minnesota? So do you feel like that's true? <laughs> I, I think growing up in the eighties, it was, and even into the nineties, like that was all we were known for is like, we were pumping out hockey players left and right. And then, everyone else kind of started doing it. And now it seems like it's picking back up because everyone's kind of, you're picking one sport early on and either you're playing a summer sport, or you're playing the winter sports and that's your, or their parents are committing them to here's what you're playing until we stop paying for you to play. And I think some kids absolutely love it and they still thrive on just being a hockey player where some get the burnout and maybe get pushed too far, but it's always fun seeing the kids that these days that are younger and seeing that same kind of passion and drive that I had growing up thinking I was good enough to be a pro when I was eight years old and just watching, you know, some of the legends that were out there from Minnesota and even just the handful of times that we'd catch games on TV like I can do that, and it's you know Ed Belfort out there just destroying people or Hoshik out robbing everyone in stupid ways, and like I could do that when I was eight. I think I'm going to grow up and be a pro. Don't need college. Don't need anything else. I'm going straight to the pros. And like I just love seeing that with the kids that are coming up now, and even some of the junior players that I run into, that they still have that drive to go that far, and it's amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, just the opportunities that are presented seem really awesome from what I've seen and, you know, what you hear. Um, are you a wild fan or do to our allegiance ex- follow, fall somewhere else? <laughs> to an extent I am just because I'm back in Minnesota, but I grew up with the North Stars. So I have beef with San Jose. I have beef <laughs> with Dallas. More with Dallas than anyone else, but Briefly, we had beef with San Jose, but I kind of just follow generally now. Like, it's fun watching the wild again now that we've got, you know, some 20-year-old kid that scores whenever he just feels like it. And it's absolutely 
just mind-boggling to watch him play. But I think once the North Stars left, like my allegiances to hockey to one team or another kind of just went by the wayside and pick a team each year and follow them. And, but for most of the 90s after the Stars left, I was a Rangers fan. Like I said, when Messier said, you know, we're going to go win the cup tonight, like I was on bated breath watching just let's go end the curse. Even though I hate all New York, everything, there was something about that team that just, I think it was more to the streak of, you know, they can't seem to win it that as a kid brought me in and like they became my new team. Well, we had no one. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, and then are you the captain of the team? I am an alternate of our regular captain who was supposed to be here tonight to join us. Decided that work was more important than getting paid. And Oh yeah. You know, that, that yeah. adulting stuff. <laughs> He's one of the, like, like as soon as I, this brainchild of a team kind of came together, we all left one program where we played together the last four or five years and he was just elected as our captain. So we reelected him again because like he has a vision for what we can do and, He's a just a great overall leader. Like he's a people person. So if anything does come up, like he can handle those odd, awkward situations. And being adults, you know, we always have those little locker room scuffles, but he's able to handle them like a champ. And I handle more of the on ice issues where it's less of dealing with personalities that are all on the ice and it's let's just go win or let's go and lose badly. We'll have fun doing it. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so where did the name come from? Um, kept it with the military. Like I, from when I rejoined, like warrior hockey has been the big thing. And like every state and every kind of city has their own warrior team. And if we wanted to kind of get away from that, but still keep a military feel to the team. So the guards at Arlington for the Tomb of the Unknown are known as the Sentinels. And so we kind of took that and put them together. Like I just kind of nod to them, but just it's something different than being the Warriors, the Patriots, um, got all the other varying combinations of teams that are out there. It was just kind of something that Guardians. stood out. Yeah, that stood out a little differently than the common patriotic names are all is everybody on the team active or veterans um almost all of us are all veterans i think we have a couple guys that are guard or reserves but it's an all military team and that's what we all kind of met for me was 10 years ago we met and it was a great program then and kind of pushed us and it was almost just kind of time to branch off and try something new and maybe loosen the restrictions a little bit, but keep like, it's just it for anyone in the military, it's an amazing program for USA hockey warriors. It's just, it's phenomenal. And we're just looking to expand that again and bring in more. Do you currently have just the one team or do you have different levels? that all are we, under the same blanket of the name? Uh, we are just one team right now. Okay. We are looking to expand, but initially it was kind of just a 
I think I'm going to do this. Then you put in the action and all of a sudden you just see all these people are, you knew that you were close with on other teams that goes, Oh, we'd love to come help out or join. And you know, what do you need from us? And all of a sudden, you know, within a month we have a complete team ready to go and we're still out openly recruiting, trying to get whoever we can. Even if you, they didn't like that, come hang out. Like you don't have to know how to skate or do it. We're just kind of a, here as a hangout, outdoor hockey, indoor hockey, and go from there. And we'll eventually get ourselves into a league, but we've got tournaments coming up that we're kind of excited to play in just to play together again. And it'll be an interesting time. So are you, you say you're not in a league, so are you pretty much like a pickup sort uh, of like cocky club? <laughs> kind of like we have like, uh, for the love puck is doing a tournament next month that we got, they chat us an invite. We accepted because we just want to play hockey. Right. But we have like all the main hockey kind of adult leagues that are much more regulated are already going into their sessions. So one started in October, November, the other one started, I think the same time and their windows don't open again till April ish to start what would be whatever spring season or whatever they're calling it. So we're trying to just get ice as we can just to when it does come for the open registration, get a team in the league we'll have our guys ready and not go out looking like we haven't skated in a year <laughs> and just get absolutely demolished. And the only thing you look forward to is the beers at the end of the game. Definitely. Um, do you, so obviously you guys are open to all levels, but do you have a certain level that you consistently are playing at? Like we all have different names for it. Like here it's anywhere from letters to numbers to colors. So like, <laughs> We have a C, we have a D, we have bronze, we have tin, we have, you know, how does that all fall for you guys? Or do you guys just kind of like playing together? <laughs> it all depends on the league you're in. Like we have yeah. ones that are, it's letters. We have ones that are letters and then the subdivision. So you're D1, D2, C3, C2, C1, and so on. And then you got like the regular beer league that I just, it's goes on 11 game season. It's just numbers it's you know a one two league a two three league up to five and just kind of slowly figure out where you fit into each of those but every league out here is way different and parity levels at times can be like we'll have a team like us that we're not great but we can go hold our own for the most part and we'll be going against teams that may not they may be learning to start or they could be a veteran team that has guys that played juniors and up just that are out there and because we screwed up and said we we're this good and we weren't really that good. <laughs> um, have you guys participated in any tournaments besides the one that's coming? Um, under the Sentinel banner, no. But we okay. had before that when we were all in the other organization, we were down in Dallas, we were, where the hell do we go? <laughs> Philadelphia, we were in Philadelphia. We were tournament down in Dallas last year. I'm trying to think where did, we used to go out everyone, like every year there's the big national tournament, but like we sent a handful of us down to the armed forces tournament in Dallas last year. And that was an absolute blast. We got destroyed, but it was a phenomenal tournament to just sit there and play and just have fun in. That one goes towards charity too, correct? Yeah, I want to say it's United Heroes League is the one that runs it, along with whoever's down in Dallas. 
There's so many. I can't even keep. <laughs> I need to be better about it because this is obviously I come from a military family and then I couldn't participate in the military due to head injuries, but I've made it like my life's mission to work with adaptive athletes and, you know, people coming back from PTSD issues. So, um, for me, it's just, it's just cool to have another outlet besides, you know, fitness and, you know, regular like bowling events or whatever. Like, it's cool to have something that you guys are doing for people coming back that want to just have some sort of brotherhood, if you will, for lack of a better term. And, you know, to have something that you can look forward to every weekend and like, you know, something that gets you out of that headspace of, you know, maybe not fitting in. So I think that's so rad that you guys have that too. I I think initially, like when I first joined, like that was the key mission and like it's exploded from when I joined, I think there were three teams. Like we had a Minnesota team, a DC team, and then another team out of the DC area. And now they're up to, I think 47 teams and it's everywhere. Like when we were in Philadelphia, like we met teams from other spots, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had a team there, Philadelphia, Vegas sent out teams. And it's just, it's crazy just how much is it, it has exploded. And even knowing some of the guys that I've started with, like that was their first time on skates. Like they had never grew up playing and now they're some of them are better low level players, but just the joy that it brings some of the guys, even if it's just the locker room banter between us. You know, to some people, it may be absolutely disgusting and rude. And to us, it's just common talking to everybody on the team. And that's there's something about we've all gone through the same hell at one point, And now we're back together playing something we've all grown to love. But the shit talking has never stopped, <laughs> whether it's Army, Navy, Army, anyone. But the inner branch kind of just tussles. And once you get to know guys, the personal stuff that is known by all but still funny gets brought up and it's for those of us that have been in there like it's an absolute blast for someone coming in from the outside it may be a shock to the system and you go I don't know how you let them talk to you like that (laughs) and it's like nothing's ever meant to be mean like it's all done with kind-heartedness and smart-assness to everybody but it's a whole different beast in our locker rooms versus anywhere else I've been I feel like that's the way that it is with most locker rooms is that it's a safe place, but it's also where you get chirped the most. So like, (laughs) it's all like, you know, like fun stuff, but like, you know, it is, there's inappropriate conversations and there's (laughs) ball busting, if you will. And there's, you know, there's leaving your cooler of beer that's warm, (laughs) you know, like all of that stuff happens. But it also is a place that you can go and like honestly be yourself, which I think is something that we're all searching for that. I just think that's cool that you guys have opened that up to all branches, if you will. (laughs) Like as long as you're willing to take a little shit, especially like a lot of our team's army and a handful of Navy. So come the army Navy, like it gets bad. Like it's all done in love, but you know, regardless, it's that time of the year. We don't like the Air Force guys. We have a handful of them on our team. We give them shit all the time. Navy gets shit. Reserves and Guard get shit from those of us that were active duty. Like it just it comes full circle to everybody at some point. Like you may dodge it the first couple games, but it's coming. Do you feel like you guys are the same as everybody else that you guys tend to get your nicknames from 
things such as that? Or do you take na- like nicknames that you got in the service? Like, <laughs> um, a little of both. Like, do we you were get on honored a- with that, should we say? <laughs> Some will call it an honor. I know there's a couple of guys <laughs> on our team that they will never live down their nicknames because it was somehow spilled by either their fiance or wife at the time that she may have referenced his beer belly as a certain name. And so we found that on a trip when we were coming back and we were just shooting the shit and all of a sudden it got brought up and just nonstop memes started getting made. And like it, that name has stuck with him for the last three years and he absolutely hates it, but he under like, he'll laugh with it. Whenever we do anything, whether we post on his Facebook or see him in real life, it's always hashtag free Pete, save Pete. And his wife will laugh at it. We'll laugh at it. He'll give us dirty looks for it. And it's just, he never intended it to be known to anyone that his now wife called his stomach Pete. And that is what has become now his permanent nickname that will never go away. And it's just, if we, like, it's those small things that someone lets out and all of a sudden the right person hears it and it just starts rolling and it never stops. I mean, I feel like that's how we all get the nicknames is somebody says something or you do something or, but it's, it's nice to see that it still holds true in most locker rooms. <laughs> um, so are you the goalie? Yes. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't be the, all the other guys, it's, you know, you know, there's times where goals are going that you just go, wow, that kind of lost my own little zone. And like, I get, I think I get more shit from my team than anyone else. But it's, you take it in stride. Like, I just, it happens. Uh, so I know that some pond hockey is players only. Um, is that a fact in Minnesota for tournaments, or do it you get seems, to play, or do you skate out too? <laughs> it seems like it's, for the most part, like it's typically not goalies. It's like the little, still like the four foot wide goals, but it's made out of two by four. So it's just a little bigger than enough to get the puck in. Yeah. But I know like some of the outdoor games, it's depends on how manicured the ice is, whether they'll be having goalies, whether or not you even want to bring your gear out for it. Yeah. Even growing up, like we always had too many goalies on every team. So you you wanted to be the goalie, you tried out to be the goalie, but there was a chance you were going to be a skater half the games or sit there and be a door jockey. So I learned (laughs) how, like growing up, learned how to play both. And I still when needed, I will gladly throw on my player gear and go out and just skate to be on the ice and not open the door for everybody. Playing goal, like that's my go-to. But if it goes, we need more skaters than, or no goalie, I will have no issues throwing on the regular skates and just to get out there and make an ass of myself, not knowing what I'm doing for the first couple of minutes because it's just that different. So I skated with the Love of Puck guys when they were in California. And I thought it was so funny and they said that it's normal that they use like old skate laces to hold their socks up instead of tape so I started calling it the Minnesota lace but is that something that you actually see all the time or is that just something weird that they do (laughs) it's mostly I want to say it's mostly the older guys I still see like you'll see it on occasion but a lot of like the younger kids all grew up with tape and that like you didn't waste tape back when I was a kid and like it was your stick and that's all you used a lot of old laces still get thrown out. And I know a couple of guys on our team that'll still use skate laces and they just, they preferred over tape for whatever reason. 
Will it be just that's what they've always done, or they just they don't trust tape? Like I don't understand. Like I've never tied them with skate laces. I yeah. I just I find that weird. But yeah, they <laughs> it's not just them. Like a lot. I of just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just their weirdness, and that they're just like, oh yeah, it's totally common. And then they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> Like, especially outdoor, like if it's not even like a serious pickup game, you're just wearing sweatpants, you'll see it more and more than anyone else. But usually it's like leagues, maybe one or two guys will have them tied with the laces still, but everyone's kind of gone to tape. But outdoor hockey, anybody, I won't put it past for just tying them up. I mean, it's, it's definitely like, what is that? Recycle, reuse, all that stuff. (laughs) It's definitely more eco-friendly. There's the word I was looking for. That's interesting. I had no idea. That's I kind of wanted just them to be weird, but I think that's cool. But it will forever known for me be the Minnesota Lace. Like that's just what it is. Like <laughs> I'll pass that on to the get because, like to me, that's just normal. Like I've seen it growing up with it, and I've granted I've never played out of state like outdoor hockey with anybody, but I've never really paid attention to how they lace up their everything and whether or not they use laces to tie everything together or, but like I don't hear it just it's always kind of been one of those normal things I I just as a goalie I just notice everything a lot more too so it's like looking at their shins theirs look totally different from everybody else's not to mention that they were wearing two different colored socks and like you know <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate the ones that do the two different socks just because then I can identify people like if go to the bench and like who you know look for this that like I'll point somebody out by their weird helmet colors or, you know, the guy with the one red sock, one green sock, like I, all that, like I, just with laces, I'd never noticed, but that's how I'll easily identify whoever the players are that you want to point out to my bench. And like, it's never by their number because I don't pay that close attention, but if you're wearing goofy looking socks or goofy looking pants, or you're, you're wearing your roller pants out there, like that's what I'm going to pick up on just to be able to identify you as, whoever you are until we're off the ice and in the parking lot. (laughs) My favorite is colored tape on your stick and like colored laces. Like I always know what you're going to do because I can, you're the only one with bright pink or bright orange laces. Like you're not Ovechkin, but you're trying. I don't know. Like you're making yourself stand out. Like if you are a crappy player, don't wear colored laces or tape. Just blend in. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, I made the mistake, like, when I, because I always thought it was cool having colored laces when I first started skating again. And, yep, I went and got the bright yellows and dumbest <laughs> move never I ever do yellow. And, oh, <laughs> it was horrible. And I was I'm not that great of a just player in general because I always played goalie, but like, I can get up and down the ice. And all of a sudden, people are, you know, they see the laces. Well, they expect you to be able to do something because you're cocky enough to put on yellow laces and, you know, a half shield well, you must be a decent player at some point and they pass the and it just goes right by and then you fall. It's asking for bad luck all around. Um, as a goalie, do you wear the quote unquote normal numbers or are you one of the weird ones? <laughs> I would say it's normal. It's become more normal, but I wear 39 regardless of whatever division I'm playing in. It's pretty much anything in the thirties or like one to like three. <laughs> Yeah, like I grew up, like it was always one or 30. Then you got to start getting like the expanded 30s up to 40. Yeah. And like I, the weird numbers that are coming out now, is it's, I'm getting used to it, but it's still weird seeing a goalie wear 80 or, <laughs> you know, mid 60s. I don't understand. Like if there's a reason behind it, great. I mean, I just grew up in that era where 
here are the numbers goalies wear. Here's what you get to pick. <laughs> I wear six because of the military background that I have my team six. So like, that's always just been like a thing for me. So I just kind of stuck with it, but like, especially since I have my teams back, but, uh, you know, it is super weird. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's what we fall into. That's just who oh, we yeah. are. <laughs> um, do you guys participate in any of, I know that there's multiple organizations now that are starting to do like I think it's 22 skate or something like that, that they do like military driven nights pretty much. Um, do you guys participate in stuff like that? Or do you guys go out as a team together? Like <laughs> we were the old team that we played with, like they would do stuff like that. Like we don't have a 22 skate here or any of the skate for the 22 and all we don't, I don't know of any in Minnesota yet. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be one coming soon enough, but I know have a lot the of the hockey for it. <laughs> Like it's just a matter of time till it kind of it something's going to come up and we'll eventually get ourselves affiliated with somebody and get more involved. But we try and with amongst what everyone does for their jobs, if we can get into the community as a team and go out and do you know, the learn to skate or hockey, try hockey free. Like we'll go out there and just hang out with the kids and be on the ice with them, just help spread our presence. But for us, give back and not just within our own military groups, but out to the community in general. Like we like, we enjoy doing those kinds of things. So it's not just, you know, let's help ourselves and only ourselves. Let's help ourselves. And if we have time, let's go help whoever else we can. Because it's, you know, as much as you want to just always focus it to the military, we're not the only ones with the issues going on. And, you know, we can understand like in our own weird ways that, you know, we've been through some of the same things as other people just with the daily struggle. And if we can help out and make someone's day, we're all for it. That's awesome. Um, obviously I'm super into dad jokes and puns. So we're definitely going to go over that. Um, so the first question I have is, do you koozie? Some people don't know what a koozie is. It's the thing you put your beer in to keep it either cold or or keep it cold or keep your hand warm, depending on. Um, every once in a while I do usually in the summer, just to keep the, keep it cool. If it's a, for us in this a warm night where it's in the eighties or nineties, you're not putting them down as fast as you used to. And you're much younger, but come winter, never summer ish, depending on how warm it is, we might koozie up. <laughs> um, let's talk head is a little different with goalies. Uh, it's me asking, well, normally it's me asking, the normal do you like head on your beer not particular like a little bit is fine granted Coors doesn't really give you a whole lot unless it's a really bad pour I know the fruitier beers like people love it just to enjoy the aroma but I am like mid-ish like give me a little bit to know that it's a good beer but not enough that I'm drinking it and it's going to give me a second mustache and I have to sit there and you know if it's a fruity beer or flowery beer I don't want to smell it again like just let me drink it in peace um, and then for goalies, I'm asking, do you wear a dangler or a collar? I don't wear either. Oh, I should like, say I'm, nothing at all. <laughs> like I understand, like I've tried it and just the noise going back and forth is always bothered the shit out of me. And so like, I know if I'm taking one of the neck or clavicles, it's going to happen. Like that piece of plastic ain't going to stop it. So I, like, I understand the logic behind it, but I'll, I know it's, it's going to happen either way. 
if I'm going to catch one or not. So I like to be more comfortable than have rattling and just ultimately going bare and just be naked out there with my mask. And- I wear both because I am super paranoid and I have seen the worst of it. So it terrifies me. And I also have to wear intermediate gear. So Whoa, any yeah. extra protection I can get, I'm fine. <laughs> um, and then also with goalies, I love to talk pillow talk is what I call it. Um, have you tried multiple sets? Have you set on one particular or are you a mixed bag? How does it all fall for you? I kind of go mixed bag. Like I've kind of fallen to comfort with Vaughn these days, but when I first came back, like I was wearing my Brian's from the mid nineties that were still the hard packed weighed 20 pounds a piece. And then I happened to snag a pair of warriors like them adjusted to him but one of the early guys he was formally retiring from being a goalie and he had a set of bonds that like you want to try them and sure and ever since i put those like i fell in love with them and the little niche adjustments that you can make these days with pads is just unreal and i know everyone's kind of oh go with bauer go with ccm whoever you know like i Vaughn was like the go-to pad when i was growing up like that was like I dreamt of wanting those pads growing up. And now that I'm an adult, I can actually afford them and <laughs> I'd like a new pair of Vons and I can make it happen. But like, I'm, I tend to stick with what I like. So if I get one over by Vaughn or if I go to the Bauer store and they win me over with whatever they've got, then I may consider that when it's time to upgrade or replace. And it's all, in, if you can win me in the comfort, that's my biggest key. Like my knees aren't what they used to be. So like, if I go down, like I want it to feel fairly soft going down. Do you have a custom set? No, I'm not that fancy. Okay. (laughs) Like I try and get, I stick as much as everyone hates it, black or white. Like those are my key because it goes with every Jersey I wear. Like I would love to get a custom set, but as soon as I do, something will happen to where I leave a team and now all of a sudden that set doesn't match absolutely anything I have. So I just stick with the classic black and whites. That is a hundred percent my fear. Like everybody's like, why don't you get custom pads or color your helmet? And it's just like, cause I, as of right now, I don't have a permanent team and like, I don't want to have clashing colors would drive me crazy. So like if I had yellow pads with like green, I, I don't know. It just <laughs> doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, as far as chest protector goes, do you use a more thicker one or do you use a lighter one? Cause we all have differences. Um, for me, I wear a warrior one because it's thicker. And for me, I'm okay with not being able to be as mobile on the chest area so that I can be more protected. Um, but I know that some guys are still wearing like ones from like the early nineties too, because they're thinner. So how do you feel that falls for you? Um, over the year, just being a goalie, getting the free pickups all the time. Like I have learned that wearing the old gear is not worth the bruises. So like right now, like I have, it's a Vaughn pro return from, I don't remember who it was, but it's beefed up and like it's fairly mobile considering it's as beefed up as it is, but I will not go anything less than what the NHL level or as they will, or they claim NHL level protection just for those occasional guys that I see that can still shoot in a 70, 80 mile an hour shot that doesn't get deflected by somebody. And you take that upper chest and, I will deal with the extra protection and being a little uncomfortable, but I will never go back to the thin old style kind of pet. Like I just, I don't mind getting, looking at the bruise, but when it just hurts like hell for a week, two weeks, it just, it kind of takes the fun out of it. 
for me, that's the major thing is like the bruises. I feel like hurt worse than a lot of the other stuff. Like, it's just like, I'd rather be more padded than have to worry about it. (laughs) Are you picky about skates or have you tried any of the new fandangled fancy ones? Have you tried trues or anything or you pretty much in a, but you know, I would fall out of budget. (laughs) I I would love to get a pair of trues just the way everyone talks about them. But like that one's, I have to be fully committed that my body is going to hold up for at least five, six years before I will say yes. But like I have the newer Bauer, the cowlingless Bowers, and it took a little bit of an adjustment to go from the massive old cowlings to not. And like I like the changes they've done, but when it comes, like if anything custom, like I have to know that my body is going to say, yes, I'm going to let you have at least five years in these skates to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Or like, the skates I have, like I've had mine probably four years now and they're still holding up as best they can and they're comfortable now. So it's hard to just go, yeah, I'd like to get a new pair and then they're not comfortable. And I like to be comfortable on the ice. Do you wear knee pads or thigh guard? Knee pads. I had thigh guards and just a couple times caught one right there it missed everything. And I was limping for a week and then discovered the fancier full-blown knee pads that cover absolutely everything and somehow it keep you still keep you mobile so I've gone to the full strapped on knee pads versus the thigh boards I just I was so hesitant against knee pads just because like I just felt like I didn't need them and like it didn't work and it was so bulky and then after like slipping off you know my my pad onto the ice I was like okay I'm gonna wear knee pads now I think that's all it takes sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. And then do you wear a cat eye or a regular cage? I have the open mouth cat eye. Okay. So it's, it's got more of the bottom opening and like I hated straight bars growing up. It just, it's weird to me. And the, at least the cat eye, I know if, if you're lucky enough, you'll catch a puck right in the eye, but it won't get through. But again, like you see that with the pros and you know, why do you still wear that? Well, none of the guys I play with are going to intentionally aim for my head. It's always accidental and they're not going to catch me in the cage. One goes that wild that it catches me. I deserve any of the pain I get from it. I've accepted that, you know, I may wear a dumb looking cage, but I can see if I get injured from it, I've accepted that already. Um, And then also with the goalies, I like to talk more about the head um, with Carey Price and, you know, multiple other goalies coming out. Um, with the struggle, do you think that, and obviously in the military too, do you feel like the mental health stuff is being, I mean, more talked about, do you think therapy is necessary? You know, all of those things, especially since you've been in the trenches. (laughs) I like, I think Carrie Price doing it is probably the biggest step forward for like, especially the younger kids, because he became the big sensation I'd never believed his hype, but everyone did. Like I looked at Robin Liner when he was with Islanders and like just completely kind of went off and you see him come back after he took some time away and addressed issues. And also he comes back and he's a world caliber level goalie again, (laughs) that growing up, you know, it was never something that was talked about and now seeing maybe just years of neglect by goalies in general and just kind of, you beat yourself up and you move on. But that there, you have pros now going. I need to take you know a month away, and just get myself squared away. You know, clear everything, talk to some people, figure out what I can do. And I think that 
as much as we never had it, I think if it needs to be something that's brought up much more, especially for goalies, just because I don't know how many times like I'll see posts about, you know, you get all the kids that are lining up for the end of practice shootouts, but no one's there to cheer for the goalie. They're all cheering for the other players to beat him or her, whatever it might be for the practices. And they're, you know, you're by yourself as a goalie, unless you have someone else down there with you. And I think that can take a toll that no one realizes and just realizing that you need to take that time for yourself, whether it be talking to someone mentally or, you know, an escape for that hour of the day that hockey is no longer your priority and you just get to relax and be yourself. And I guess one of like, it's just seeing it these days, like reflecting on me playing and everything that's changed these days with the pros taking it more seriously. And even some of the high school kids I see, you know, they take really bad goals even more personally than I ever have. Like, I don't know how, if you don't have someone that you can, can fight in, well, it's because I can't believe their locker rooms are the best things like where I can go and have a horrible game and someone's going to make a smart ass comment to me and we're all going to laugh about it and then go have beers. And for me, that's therapeutic enough. You know, the next day I'm going to forget about that game, reset everything, you know, do all the things I've worked with on trying to figure out what triggers my mental issues with playing hockey and being a goalie and life in general. Like I've figured out my steps along the process and I think that younger kids need that, but I don't think anyone really wants to talk about it. And the pros doing it now, I think, is going to open eyes to parents that, you know, they idolize Carey Price and some of the other guys that have taken time away that maybe they'll take the time to talk to their kids. And if there is something going on, you got to just stop making it such a horrible thing. And, you know, it's life. Shit happens. Like I've had games, you know, I've broken multiple sticks in a game and I just, I couldn't control my emotions, but once I was off the ice and all my gear was off and just took a second to breathe and relax, I was back to my normal semi-jolly self in the locker room. And it was what it was, but it was just in that moment, like I had no, nothing to help control myself or the properly calm myself down in the moment. And yeah, mental health is one of those. I just more and more as I get older, I start to really realize how much it, how, or how bad it is just in general for everybody. And it just, yeah, it's just one of those. Definitely. I, I think the way Carrie Price did it was the eye opener for people to see that it, it wasn't weakness anymore. And that's one of the hardest things I think that we're all facing is that saying that or being emotional is some sort of weakness. And it's like, I think to take the power back from it and show that, you know, mental health and PTSD and all of these things that we have rolled into one is more than just meets the eye, right? Like we, and luckily for us and most of us, like hockey is a way for us to escape it. But like you said, for the, the juniors and the kids that are coming up, like they all need to be told that it's okay, you know, to not be okay for lack of better terms for it all. Um, my first goalie coach and I didn't, you know, I got a goalie coach very late in life. So, um, but he still honored me just like, you know, I was skating with a bunch of like between 10 to 16 year olds. And he told everybody in the locker room that whatever happens in that period, whatever happens in that game stays on the ice. Like you need to let it go. Cause otherwise it's going to eat at you and ruin the rest of your game. 
And he goes, and then as soon as you take it off the ice, it's going to ruin the rest of your life. So like, for me, that was just something that was big enough for, you know, kids to see that it's like, it really is just a game. Like at the end of the day, like (laughs) if you let in the goal, if you didn't let in the goal, if you had shitty defense, who cares? Like, honestly, it's just a game, like let it go. Like, cause otherwise you're just going to dwell on it. And I think that that goes for life, you know? Don't dwell on what we cannot control and just move on. But I think that it's cool that it's got a platform now and that we're all talking about it. So I would thank you for letting me get your insight on it. Cause especially for beer league goalies, cause we're so weird. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) Even when I talked to washed up when he, I did (laughs) an interview with him, like we talked kind of the same thing that it's, you know, on the ice, it's our time. Like we're adults. Now you're playing at 10 o'clock at night. No one's watching us. You know, maybe someone's girlfriend or wife shows up, but you can't act like there's always people in the crowd judging how you're playing. Like it's beer league. I'm paying to play or, you know, paying a small amount to pay or bringing beer to play, but you just, yeah, I got to have fun with it. Like it's your time. Enjoy it. You're an adult. You get to play a sport that kids play and adults play and you get to have fun playing it. And just, that was I think the biggest thing I had to learn coming back as an adult to play is that I can't be that serious about it. Like if it's that serious for me, then I need to step away and re look at how I'm handling things as being an adult playing hockey. Like I'm not going to the pros. I'm almost 40. My time, my window is closed. Like the wild are not coming to knock at my door. I'm just going to go out and enjoy it now. I mean, that's the main thing too, is that like, none of us are going to get paid for this. Like we're all paying to play. Like, I think that that's the major thing that we all need to realize is that like, even that championship that you might win is not worth being broken over. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm so afraid of broken bones that like, that's like, I'm like, no, I'm good. It is what it is. I mean, we're here to have fun and like really in the long run, we all have a full-time job besides hockey and some of us have hockey that's a part-time job because you know you choose to be a captain (laughs) and you have to wrangle cats and figure out everything and who's on what line and luckily as a goalie I don't have to worry about any of that I'm gonna play goalie (laughs) I I try and avoid that but somehow it got dragged back in because it was my idea and I just I refuse to be the captain I'll gladly help you do absolutely anything you need but like I just don't want that main responsibility if I don't have to take it. Do you guys have like a, a beer hero is what my team called it. It seems like some other teams, it's kind of whoever played shitty. And then some other teams, it's just whoever decides to bring beer. So do you guys have that? Not very often. Like the <laughs> much more relaxed beer league I play in, like it's usually mm-hmm. it's volunteered for the most part. But if someone does have a shitty game, it's been known to have them automatically volunteer to bring beer. But usually like, it's always everyone at some point you go into the parking lot, someone's got beer. Like if you don't bring beer and you were supposed to, then you may get strung up in the locker room and left there just because 11 o'clock at night, we just got done with an hour of hockey. We would like to go outside and have a beer. It doesn't matter how cold it is or how hot it is. We'd like a cold beer. And you were tasked with just that. We didn't want your game winning goal. We just wanted you to bring the beer. Very rarely does it happen where, they don't or they forget or we're not able to get a substitute beer bringer do you guys have it where like you guys can just like shove your beer like in the back of a truck because it's so cold like I feel like Minnesota gets colder than I can even fathom (laughs) 
There or do you just throw it in the snow? Like, how does that all work? Uh, we've done snow beers, like, especially after, once they start getting the big snow banks out here, you can do snow beers. Um, some of our, we've had one guy that brought or left in the morning with him just in his trunk. And it was one where it just got a stupid level of cold and they ended up freezing and blowing up in his car. So we've all kind of learned to keep them in a cooler, whether or not it has ice. Because once they're cold, they'll stay cold, but they won't go below freezing in your cooler. Where if you leave them out in your car, they may get that cold and now you're going to have a mess and a horrible smell comes spring. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and then um, what is your favorite chirp? Do you have a favorite chirp as a goalie? I know that not everybody can hear us, but, or maybe uh, one that you like to hear to you i don't know i don't know how i that think works. <laughs> my favorite one like it wasn't one that i gave out but it was we were going through the handshake line i don't however many years ago and it's the only time i've ever heard it and i still cherish the moment don't know who the player was that did it to me but it was the, going through the line good game good game fuck you good game like i don't know what i did to him throughout the game but it was enough to piss him off that he took the time that we were shaking hands that he needed to tell me to fuck off and then we just kept going and I'm sure we had beers in the parking lot afterwards, but it's just for me to get into somebody's head enough on the ice that they took the time when we were going through shaking hands, just not doing the nonchalant, good game, good game, good game. Like he took the time to find me and go, good game, fuck you, good game, good game. And it just like, that was the highlight of my game that I'm pretty sure we lost, but just to get somebody that riled up intentionally, unintentionally, I just, it, I find it funny that, I got you that much that you felt that need, but we're going to go have beers afterwards. But just, I appreciate the effort that you found me, made sure you told me, and then you just kept going telling everyone good game. I mean, I've seen it like Glass Bangers has a shirt that says that, you know, like it says good game, good game, fuck you or screw you or whatever. Like, I always thought that that shirt was funny, but I cannot believe that somebody actually did that to you in person. <laughs> Like I, I wanted to almost take offense to it, but like, again, it's like, I knew about the, I think I even owned the shirt at the time. And like, it's, you never think anyone's going to actually do it to you. And I'll be damned. We're going through shaking hands. Yep. Fuck you. Okay. Nice game. Like I granted everyone in the locker room thought I was weird for celebrating the fact that I got the fuck you going through the line that they thought I was a little off, but I, it was one of the funniest things that I think happened to me that some guy, you know, they may have gotten mad, but again, the game was over. What the hell do I care? Like, but just getting that is to me was the greatest chirp to me, but one of my more memorable ones. I just feel like there's been so many times in the handshake that I've wanted to, but like, you're like, I gotta be a good sport. This is just beer league. But you're also like, you played like a complete dick. Like you deserve it. That's so funny. And you are totally a goalie because I don't know if I would have been that excited. About that. <laughs> I'd been like, what did I do? <laughs> Stopped your pucks. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that just shows that our screws are a little loose and some of us find joy in the simple pleasures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so where does the logo come from? Um, a little bit from the Milwaukee Admirals, like they have, it's one of their odd alternate ones, but I always thought it was a very kind of cool and statuesque logo. And so I found a guy that 
kind of gave him the ideas, the name, and what I was looking for. And matter of a couple of days, turn around like, "Is this what you like?" And like, change a couple things here and there. And like, bam! Like as soon as I debuted it to the guys that were all jumping ship, not knowing what the hell they were getting into, <laughs> they're like, "We love the name. We love the logo. Let's do this." I don't like. There was just something that it's different than a lot of logos, and but it has that a good hockey feel to it. Yeah. And it's mean, it's mean looking. (laughs) It's, I mean, it looks like you guys already have everything set up. I see that you have like a belt. So is that for the, the game winner or kind of captain and whoever else might be involved in the book, but the player, the game belt that'll make its rounds throughout the season. And then depending on what kind of tournaments or games we have, there's the worst player of the game award that goes out, which our last one was a baby, baby Pete, where they were in a baby Bjorn with a really creepy looking baby with braided hair. And they had to wear it around the tournament until it was handed off to the next person. <laughs> like it was given tattoos and piercings. It was absolutely just one of the dumbest awards we've ever come up with, but it was fun seeing everyone's reaction as people were walking around wearing the baby Bjorn with the fake baby. And obviously like a normal team, unlike the Wolf Pack, you guys give it out at every winning and losing game. <laughs> we try to like, as long like it, you could be, you know, the best player of the game on a losing game, but it's kind of like the person that doesn't ultimately give up or gives everything they have, regardless of the winning, losing effort, that's, usually who we always focus on. Awesome. Um, have you gotten, a, are you a part of the donut club or the zero pucks giving club, whatever you want to call it? Have you I've, gotten a shutout? A couple the word times. we cannot say. <laughs> a couple I It's not often these days. And like, usually whenever I do lose my zero for the game, it's always the third period. So so much work goes into it. Then they like, God damn it. But the few times that I've gotten, like, it's, like, I don't realize it's happening until I look up and see the scoreboard and go, holy shit, I'm having a hell of a game. But I, like, I know everyone's, you know, the Kersey, don't say it on the bench. You don't say it around. Like, you can say it if you want. I don't really care. If I can't stop the puck, I can't stop the damn puck. Like, you saying, you know, oh, you got two minutes until the game's over. And you're about, you know, get a zero and win the championship for the team. Okay. If I can, you know, I'm going to do my damnedest to get it, but shit, I'm not, again, if somebody's got that shot, it's going to happen. You really are that goalie. You like all the rest of us, that's the S word that we do not say <laughs> at any time. It's not allowed. Like even now we're not talking about shutouts. <laughs> like, I think like I've gotten in my own head with that, like even the last before we had Christmas break like we were in the championship game for our beer league and like going in feeling good had a couple good weeks before that first shot of the game went in and I was like Jesus I got I just shit the bed on the first shot (laughs) and you know thankfully the team we were able to come back and win in a shootout but the first shot of the game like I just took five minutes of shots to prepare myself for the game and he just comes and takes just a little nothing fancy and it's in 
And it's just like, I, okay, reset. And let's try this again. <laughs> it's back to zero, zero in my book. But yeah, those are the only ones that ever really get to me is that first shot of the game because it just ruins everything. Like I just prepared for, you know, five minute, 10 minute warm up, And I just let this in. Like what, what the hell is going on in my brain right now to, you know, it's one thing, like if it's a good shot, I'll accept it. But if it's not a good shot, I just, it, it's bothersome. <laughs> I can only concur to all of that. <laughs> so I like to give you the floor um, where people can follow you, how they can help, whatever, how they can join. If you have this room, uh, whatever works for you. I'll let you have your shameless plug at this point. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Facebook, for those that it seems like that's going away, but Facebook, uh, Sentinel Hockey, I think, or Minnesota Sentinel Hockey. I don't remember what her name is. Minnesota, uh, Insta- yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram is Sentinel Hockey or Sentinels Hockey. That I try and keep us as active as possible. Well, they're just posting something stupid. We'll keep it going. Same with Facebook. Um yeah, we're always open. Our emails posted everywhere. Just reach out. Someone's got access to all our email. So usually within 20 minutes, there'll be a response. If it's just a random question or how do I do it? We'll gladly walk everyone through the process of, you know, this is who we are. This is what we are, we're aiming to do with our program, so on and so forth. And then I have to give our guys that are doing the jerseys with engine athletics, hopefully they'll be here in the next couple of weeks. And they reached out to us and have been absolutely phenomenal to work with. So yeah, we try and stay local. They're out of state for us, but they were able to make ridiculous amounts of changes and adjustments. And so we're looking forward to getting those in, but other than like everything else, we're just trying to grow the team, grow the general idea of all veteran hockey not just disabled veteran hockey because like there's just something about playing other veteran teams that's an absolute blast and even playing just regular beer league teams like when you meet that one other guy that was in the military or the girl that was in the military that bond is there you know if you were on the other side of teams and like we just want to continue to grow that in general that's so awesome just, I mean, it's a brotherhood that never goes away. And I feel like that's the same thing with beer league. So if we can bring this community a little bit closer, um, I think that's definitely cool. And I mean, there's so many tournaments to come and I can see the movement is definitely happening with, you know, vets of all shapes and sizes and abilities. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to uh, this year. I'm going to try the sled hockey side of it all. So um, I just feel like it's just cool that we all have this community and I commend you and am honored that you guys are doing so much for our community on that side as well too. That's exciting. So I appreciate you so much for coming on. I know that we've had a couple hiccups here and there, you know, regular life where you are not getting paid for this. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. And yeah. <laughs> thank you for having us. Hopefully we'll have to do this again at another point where I can actually get a couple of the other guys to help share some of our probably more colorful stories, but yeah, I'd just getting be able to come on to any of the podcasts and just 
spread who we are and just in general is always a blast just yeah as you know as much as it's grown there's still so many out there that don't realize that there's teams like this out there for them that are beer league and just want to go have fun thanks for hanging out with us cheers and we'll see you at the next game